Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. After just a short break, sometimes I've got to get involved in my other businesses, which means sometimes I'm not available in the mornings, but I hope you didn't miss it too much. So today is Monday. We are back and this is your Property News Live. So straight up then today, a survey of private rental sector clients by an accreditation body, Safe Agent. They suggest that 44% feel government-backed loans for tenants to pay off arrears would actually make matters worse. This is despite calls for such loans from a number of trade bodies who want England to follow Wales, where such loans are now available. Only 38% of the research by the company, the firms feel that such loans are a solution. And even those in favour say that loans introduced in England should be carefully managed with the significant majority saying they should go directly to the landlord or the agent. However, letting agents who responded to the survey felt that landlord clients may be more likely to back the loan idea as it would provide a short term means of arrears being paid off. One of the subjects of arrears from the survey suggests that although they are currently higher than the usual 3-5% to at normal times, there is no sign yet of a huge debt mountain created by coronavirus. The research says that 21% of respondents report arrears amongst 10-20% to of tenants, while 7% say there are no arrears at all. Of those tenants owing their landlords, most were only one or two months behind. When asked what route landlords would pursue as a result of arrears, agents commented that eviction was always a last resort. Payment plans were by far the most popular alternative at 86%. Potential eviction was 37% and mediation was 26%. One in five say landlords may sell their property. A Labour activist claiming to represent tenants is putting the squeeze on party members who are also landlords. An article on the Labour List website is fiercely critical of the party leadership over rental sector policies and equally of landlords. It accuses the current party top brass of moving away from the commitments made under former leader Jeremy Corbyn. There was a firm commitment to rent controls and repealing right to buy in the last manifesto and any movement away from that position, particularly on right to buy, is a betrayal of tenants, says the author. He launches an attack on landlords, saying Labour's backtracking on these is a sign that the decision makers in the party do not understand the fundamentally opposed interest of landlords and tenants. Recognising this conflict is vital if the party wants to develop a programme to really fix the situation for private tenants. The party cannot return to appealing to the better nature of landlords. There is the distinct sound of a witch hunt when he continues, it is hard to discount that the continued and disproportionate presence of landlords in positions of power with Labour might be one factor that explains why the party 
has been falling short. No evidence is given by the article to justify the claim of a continued and disproportionate presence of landlords in positions of power. Evans says he wrote the article that this is not a call for a ban on landlords being Labour members, but admits he is launching a campaign to ask those standing for election to the party's ruling National Executive Committee to reveal whether they let property or not. The Labour membership is made up of large parts by tenants. They deserve better and they deserve transparency. In the article, Evans calls himself a Labour activist and founding member of Labour Tenants United. Landlords are being invited to get involved in a scheme which a local council describes as an attractive, risk-free financial offer. Cambridge City Council is guaranteeing monthly rent payments to landlords for up to one year on one bedroom and studio properties which it would then allocate to vulnerable and homeless people. The authority is looking for 20 studios and one bedroom apartments in Cambridge or in nearby locations on public transport routes. The properties will be occupied by people leaving accommodation provided at the start of the pandemic or by people in supported accommodation and are ready to move on. The offer to landlords includes an extensive deposit bond covering the landlord in the event of any damage to the property. There will also be a dedicated support worker for each person moving into the accommodation. Support may include help settling into the property, setting up bills, accessing local services and building positive relationships within the community. Richard Johnson, Cambridge Executive Councillor for Housing, says it's great news that we have received this new funding from the government in these uncertain times. Landlords with suitable properties could really benefit from having a guaranteed income. So I would urge property owners to get in touch with us to discuss this scheme. The council already operates a so-called social lettings agency, which offers landlords fee-free management services, guaranteed rents and personalised support for both landlords and tenants. A major North of England local authority wants to introduce landlord licensing for HMOs where three or four tenants live, following analysis of results from inspections. Over the past 12 months, Salford City Council has inspected homes and 92% of them showed problems ranging from missing to inadequate fire alarm systems, despite it being a legal requirement, missing or damaged fire doors, inadequate or blocked escape routes and insufficient measures to prevent fire and smoke spreading. Over a third were damp and or suffering from mould because of leaky roofs, walls and a third had no or inadequate heating. When alerted to the dangers, over 80% of landlords or managing agents carried out improvements and removed the hazards without the need for formal enforcement action. However, council statistics show complaints about all HMOs have risen from 152 a year in 2015-16 to 265 in 2018-19. At present, only houses where five or more tenants sharing have to be licensed under the mandatory HMO scheme as well as any rented homes in the Salford parts of Broughton, Charlestown and Lower Kersal and Langworthy, Weast and Seedley were 
where selective licensing schemes apply. Under licensing, the landlord, agent or property manager must demonstrate they are fit and proper to let the property and have suitable management arrangements in place. The landlord will also determine the maximum number of occupants to make sure tenants are not living in cramped and overcrowded conditions. So there you have it, folks. That is your news catch up. And I'll be back here tomorrow at 8.30. Please don't forget to head over to that iTunes button and leave me a great review. Now, very quickly before I go, I just want to let you know that in my VIP Facebook group, we are starting a HMO masterclass. Now, that's coming soon, but you've got to be in the VIP group to be able to take part in that. Now, that's going to be a masterclass which will be delivered for one hour each day over a five-day period, and it'll be live in the Facebook VIP group. Now, there's a link in the description on this podcast if you'd like to head over to the VIP group, and I will see you on the other side. All right, folks, until tomorrow, take care, and don't forget, have some fun.